Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're taking a look at why interest rates for commercial real estate are actually falling, despite the hawkish rhetoric this past week from Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Since the middle of the summer, we've seen rising yields on the 10-year Treasury. The rate peaked on the 19th of October at 4.99%. This benchmark rate has a much larger impact on real estate investors than the Federal Reserve's short-term federal funds rate. Rates went up over the summer and into the early fall because the U.S. Treasury has been printing vast sums of money and issuing lots of new debt in addition to the rollover existing debt that has matured. The Federal Reserve has been pushing up the short end of the yield curve for the past 18 months, which has only exacerbated the yield curve inversion. Long-term interest rates have been consistently lower than short-term interest rates for virtually all of the last 18 months. Well, it seemed that in the months of September and October, the Fed finally got its wish. When the yield on the 10-year Treasury started to rise, it was approaching the yield of the short-term T-bills. Despite the lack of evidence that raising interest rates does anything to fight inflation, the Fed remains fixated on the idea that maintaining rates higher for longer will result in a lowering of inflation. The Fed chose to maintain rates constant at the last couple of meetings and gave no guidance on future rates apart from saying that future decisions would be purely data-dependent. So when the October Consumer Price Index was published by the Bureau of Labor and Statistics last week, both equity and bond markets responded predictably to the latest fall in inflation. We've seen the 10-year yield fall to 4.43% since the middle of October. That's more than a half a percentage point drop in less than a month even though the Fed has been holding short-term rates completely steady. The Federal Reserve tends to ignore the headline consumer price index, and they prefer to focus on the core personal consumption expenditure measurement, which excludes the more volatile food and energy components. But 40% of that core PCE measurement is based on a fictitious made-up number called owner-equivalent rent. About 65% of the U.S. population own their own home. Only 35% live in rented properties. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics imputes a rent figure for those people who live in their own home. It's as if they take money out of their left pocket, put it in their right pocket, and act as both tenant and landlord in their own home, even though no money has ever changed hands. Adding further to the deception is the idea that these made-up transactions are also added into the calculation of gross domestic product. But That's another discussion. This is one of those stories where bad news is being perceived as good news by the market. The thinking is that if the economy is weak and we enter a deflationary recession or a disinflationary recession, the Fed will pivot from their hawkish stance and eventually lower interest rates. The mainstream media, including the Wall Street Journal, is pushing a narrative that lower CPI numbers are the reason we need to celebrate that interest rates have peaked and are going to be heading down from here. I think the story is more nuanced, more complex than just that. Not only did we see inflation come down, we're also seeing warning signs from other sectors of the economy which are showing broader economic weakness. Walmart reported growth in market share, but they also warned that consumer weakness has been observed in the past 90 days. Amazon's put plans on the shelf to open their largest distribution center in South Florida. Miami-Dade County granted a 12-month extension to open the million-square-foot facility. Amazon cited weak macroeconomic conditions, which are plaguing the entire distribution network as the reason for the delay. The company had previously announced that they were planning to hire 250,000 temporary workers to help them through the fourth quarter holiday season. Some are calling into question whether they're actually going to need to attract that many additional people in their delivery network. 
Target also announced on Wednesday this week that consumers are scaling back on discretionary spending. For example, Target's comparable sales, those from stores and digital channels operating in the last 12 months, fell 4.9% in the three months ended October 28th from the prior year. Home Depot said that its same-store sales were down 3.1% last quarter. We also see continuing jobless claims are up by 30%. These are jobless claims that are not just new claims of unemployment, but continuing claims of unemployment, meaning someone's been unemployed for multiple cycles here. Those are up 30%. We're entering into an election year in the U.S. in 2024. Now, to me, it's inconceivable that the election cycle is not going to have a bunch of lavish spending associated with it. Politicians, after all, do want to get reelected. So all of this bad economic news is actually good news for interest rates. At least I think it is. Lending standards are tightening at the same time as rates are going to be actually falling. So if you're a high-quality borrower and you have access to credit, this may be time to restart some of those projects that were previously put on pause. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.